everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the chat i'm of course your panel moderator casey hutchison and we've got a lot to discuss tonight but before we get into everything let's check in on our co-host of course the always beautiful alan sarapa how are you i'm not beautiful i am freaking ugly casey why is this line beautiful because you I look are- like a swamp rat oh my god <laughs> Man, did you did you just hear me hit the ground like I'm out. <laughs> you see my face you see my face Alan, oh, my oh, god. God. oh my god Alan what the fuck Jesus Christ you act like you're Donnie Boaz or something my lord Ooh, mute button, mute button. Uh, meanwhile you over here looking like Victoria Newman when she used to brush her hair <sighs> <laughs> Anyway, um, the always lovely and amazing Tiggs, how are you? I, I'm cold, but I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then the amazing, and he keeps coming back for more, even though he wasn't here last week. Rodrigo, Ooh. how are you doing? I am doing good, Casey. Happy New Year, everybody. Sorry I missed last week, but y'all held it down. But I'm back now, so it's going to get even better. Thank you. We know why, why we're going to be having a life, baby. He's like, oh, girl, wait a minute. Y'all do, do what I mean tonight, girl. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then our reigning queen, D. how are you? I'm okay, Casey, considering the fact that you dirty hoes talk so bad about me. Because y'all go. caught me, y'all caught me when I was running, and then I've had to endure talks about my boobies being more entertaining, hopping up and down than Young and the Restless. But other than that, and I mean it's true, but still, I'm just saying. Oh. Other than that, I'm good. So if you see the camera go off, is because I'm gonna hop in the shower. Yes, it is X-rated today on the chat. Okay, right. girl. Okay. Look, I used to post all oh, this podcast can be viewed by everybody. Ooh, that's okay. D-, D is giving us Cinemax on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Only fans. <laughs> only Cinemax, fans. baby. Y'all better send those cash, send those funds. I need pencils. <laughs> <laughs> she said, send those funds. I need pencils. Bitch. Look, she said, I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Not pencils. I'm dead. Um, so Rodrigo, how is your uh hiatus? from the show uh the hiatus has been good i mean i had a low-key holiday season um stayed local didn't go out of town or nothing so right so i adhere to the uh travel restrictions and um i had a good i mean i had fun did what i had to do now i'm starting a new year the new year's well the month is already almost over so uh just keeping it moving, washing my soaps. Uh, GH is still good. Um, days is starting to creep back up again, and them CBS soaps are trash. But anyways, um, we're gonna keep it moving. Let's go. Yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, you mentioned the CBS soaps. Uh, so let's just hop right into it. We might as well get mm-hmm. the worst out of the way so we can work our way up to the best. Uh, so, uh, Don Diamant 
is going to be involved in the big CBS daytime crossover that the soaps are doing at the moment. He will be returning to the Young and the Restless for the crossover, but he'll be playing, of course, uh, his character on The Bold and the Beautiful, Bill Spencer Jr. Uh, So, Alan, what do you think of Don Diamant being the next one to get the crossover treatment? I think it's a cute idea because, remember, remember, originally it was between Don Diamant and Doug Davis to be killed off, and they decided to kill off Brad, and they they fucked up because they should have killed off Paul if they had a choice, because who cares about Paul anymore? But yeah, I don't think it would be cute. I just expect it to really go anywhere because this crossover so far has been, has been pointless. Well, and you know, I'm just, I don't know. Like, of course, I'm, you know, somebody who tunes into BNB rarely, but enough when I need to. You know, when shit's getting good, I'll tune in. Um, but, you know, with this whole thing, it's like, was this really needed? Because from Karen puts her raisins in her potato salad Smith in West Costa. She ain't going to know that Don DeMott is over there playing Bill Spencer for the past 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's truly going to be more confusing than cute, depending on who they have him interact with, because Lord, I'm going to stay off Twitter that day because <laughs> it's just going to be Um, But Tiggs, so... <laughs> Of course, with the news of Don Diamant coming to Y&R and getting the crossover treatment, it still has led to much fan outrage that we're still not getting any Sheila Carter mention at all from anybody. So what are your thoughts on that? Lord, to be honest, because I'm a month behind on Y&R, I thought the damn crossover happened already. I thought it happened like last week, two weeks ago. Guess not, unfortunately. Um... It's going to be cute. He's going to interact with everybody Brad interacted with. There's going to be a lot of ton and cheap, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, cutesy crap. Um, I guess. I mean, to me, that was the best thing that ever happened. I hated Brad. The only thing I liked about Brad was that he was crazy about Sharon. Other than that, I didn't give a damn about Brad. I cackled when Jack called him a Brad sickle, okay? The best thing that could have happened was for him to go to bowl. That's the role of his career. They just need to give him something to do. You never liked Brad and Tracy, though? Yeah. He gave her Colleen. Oh, but I always liked Brad and, <laughs> and then Brad, Tracy, Lauren. Oh, Lord. <laughs> when Tracy like Bregman Warren and Beth, heart Beth Maitland yeah, beat the shit you. out of each other in the hospital waiting room. I told you, Lauren had that good walk, and Brad had, had that heart attack, and that Tracy and them were fighting in that waiting room, and... No, Brad had some good moments. I love me some um, Brad Carlton because he was at he, yeah. went, he started off as like the like the pool boy and then that everybody told, wanted to bang. Yeah, everybody remember wanted. when we saw his ass in the primetime special? <laughs> I still Casey can't paused believe his VCR. Look, I still can't <laughs> believe CBS got away with that showing Don Diamond's ass in 1993. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, why I, I don't know who over there. They really want to be at the Hallmark Channel. It's telling Josh Griffith not to do anything. I thought it was that new girl, allegedly. I thought it was that new girl who took Angelica's position when they did away with CBS Daytime and just decided to merge it all to be CBS Viacom or whatever. Maybe it, it probably is her, but she needs to take her ass over to the 700 Club with Pat Robertson because I'm sick of this shit. 
She can reboot Seventh Heaven. <laughs> like, how do you have no storyline for the new ones? Nikki, Victor, Victoria, and Nick, they've been taught, they don't do anything. Victoria's fighting Phyllis over that stupid ass hotel nobody cares about. Victor is wringing his hands. Well, not anymore, ass. though. I, well, not anymore because, you know, Phyllis accepted Nick's loan. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I actually liked the Victoria Phyllis thing a little bit better, especially when, um, you know, Victoria claimed to Nick that she was doing the feud because of Phyllis trying to get the Newman businessmen to stay at the Grand Fanny. And Phyllis came in that office, slammed her hands down on that desk, and she said, this is because of JT, isn't it? And I felt that was a stronger feud meaning yes. than Phyllis and Abby. If Victoria would have been like, you know what? Bitch, I am still mad. Mm-hmm. As she My should be. Because idiot, Phyllis, but I'm still mad. <laughs> Phyllis was going to let them all go to prison. Yes. While Phyllis and, cut the deal with Christine. And, that, that, was, that was way more motivation than just Victoria was just like, oh no, bitch, I'm PMSing and it's a Tuesday. Fuck you. Well, and I forgot you know to brush what? my hair. We could have been dealing with Victoria and Phyllis for months instead of Phyllis and Abby when anybody with two brain cells to rub together knows that Phyllis would smash her like a bug in 2.2 seconds. That's the problem I have with that story. Abby needs to ask Christine what happened when blondes get in Phyllis's way because they either get run down by a car or they regret Phyllis the rest of their lives. And Christine has spent 30 years doing both. I'm just tired of people arguing over a hotel that no one cares about. No one cares about the damn hotel. They can no. blow up tomorrow right, and no one get cares. Back to, get back to the business. Like, I don't care about the hotel. See, that's why I don't be watching Young and the Restless that much anymore. This isn't it's a hotel. Nothing, this is there a cosmetic is show. nothing for me that keeps me glued to this show no more. Maybe this crossover might be cute. I would have thought it'd been better if they brought Heather Tom with Don Diamond. That would have, yeah, over. and she could have had. No, that would have been that yeah. would have been cute. Yeah. That would have had so. like some cutesy scenes with Amelia Hines. Yes, that would have drove the fans crazy. But, no, but, it would have had y'all talking all that mess because y'all know that y'all want Heather Tom back as Victoria, and then we would have had a whole nother month oh, of y'all complaining after was, she was gone. Child, I, I wanted she a pet cast as Victoria, but yeah. Oh, the, I wanted a scene with like if. Uh, uh, what's it say? Bill and Katie cross over to Genoa City and they have a meeting scene with Amelia Heinley, Victoria. And then you, I just want to see them on screen together to see, like, why? So they can build a well aquarium, <laughs> you know? Right. I would have loved it if she would have had, if Katie would have ran into um, Nikki at the what, Crimson Lights, like, you remind me of my daughter. You're so right. pretty. And you but comb point, your hair. But the point is, Shut up. These crossovers, <laughs> they're not going to be the they're not going to be the same crossovers that you had back in the 90s. Like Sheila Carter's no. crossover to be bold and beautiful. What started every this crossover Lauren and being Lauren, Stephanie, and, and Eric. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and, and we're going to visit Genoa City and wanting to fuck Jack. Oh me and Victor. So Victor and yeah, back then those crossovers meant something. They moved storylines. They you know, they made sense. Now you got Summer and Kyle going to LA when they could just make a call and be like, what's this girl's, what's the deal with this girl? When they could just do backgroundcheck.com. Uh, I mean, it doesn't yes. take much to find out she bashed it, Flo's it head in. 
That was a ways. And I just then, feel like, like they should have did more LA stuff. I mean, you film in LA. Why didn't you show like actual places in LA? Like even if you're just doing it out an outside outside of a restaurant, just go or at the beach. Yeah, you know, like some outdoor stuff. You know, where you like, COVID, COVID safe. Yep. It's probably make it more difficult than it would be like five years ago, but but I mean, you can usually get you know, did go to the beach and stuff like that. You can still be COVID safe and do stuff. I mean, Grey's Anatomy is doing all those dream sequences, you know, on that beautiful beach. I mean, utilize what's around you to keep your actors COVID safe. For God's sakes, take them all up to the television city roof. And there you I go. I was going to say, yeah, like they did with Hillary. Uh, like, take the ass. That, 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 cast is still, that cast is still dancing 12 feet apart in scenes and stuff. But I can't. Like, <laughs> I love much. every time it's they see. too sing. much social... I love every time uh, they say it's Nate it, Mondays and it's the gift of Dina's If GH can show some if GH can show some love scenes now, goddamn it, y'all gonna rest bold and beautiful. Cut this shit out with the social distance shit. You know right. you can like like it's so awkward yeah. to watch. So you're talking yeah. about you so I agree with you to some extent, but you're also talking about two different run productions, two different networks, and two different soaps as a whole, you know. And I get it, even Days is doing it too. But again, you're talking about a different network. You're talking about different COVID procedures for every network. You know, CBS is clearly extremely strict. ABC is clearly laid back. NBC ain't got no other programming besides the nightly news and days of our lives. And this is us. But well, well obviously, why not when that goddamn strict don't ABC, ABC doesn't care if they kill their employees off allegedly. <laughs> and, CBS, like, and CBS is the cautious, is the cautious broadcasting station. So, you know, it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> look, at, look, look at ABC. You get COVID, you get a recast right away. Like, okay. right, like you, you get the COVID, you, you're going to see a new Jordan. I didn't know this girl was going to be on that show today. I was like, oh, who is this? But Oh, yeah, I forgot that yeah. little girl, 29 years old, got yeah. COVID. No. Mm. Yeah, so like, yeah. <laughs> 29 and, years old, looking for uh, an eleven, An 11 year old off of my class got COVID, so I'm going to need you to shut up. I mean, it's not age no. specific. I'm just no, saying. It, no, no, it's not. I'm just saying. No, it wasn't even about her. Lord, y'all, COVID. I'm not here to argue about COVID for an hour. If you want to do that, watch The View. Uh, no, anyway. I'm not talking about the COVID. I'm just talking about that girl being so goddamn young. GH really saw that girl, and it wasn't nobody else. Oh, she was 26 when they cast her as Jordan. You cast her and this little boy, oh. three years younger than her, to be her goddamn son. It wasn't nobody She was 26? Else. I thought she was 12. Yeah, no, yeah, because she just uh, turned 29 last week, Dee. So that means when they cast her two years ago, she was 26 going on 27. Mm, I like, I like, I like but shit, it ain't no better help Vanessa Antoine only 37, but still, yeah. shit. But Vanessa plays more maturely. You know, you give Vanessa a pantsuit and a gun, she's going to look like that boy's mama. I mean, yeah. Brianna, like, like I said, Brianna looks leave, older than 29. Leave that, she leave looks that more girl. mature, but... I think she is doing a great job as Jordan. She's got so much better in the role, and those she has more here. than three. Ex- she has more than three expressions now. I'm very proud of her. <laughs> those scenes with si- that's, that that scene last week. That least scenes with Cyrus when she went head to head with him. Yeah, she. Yeah. Oh, she's definitely she, improved. She's stepping up. She's stepping up. But see, I didn't know they. I, I didn't know that they replaced her when she had COVID. Watch, I'm gonna like that girl better. But then she's probably only seventeen. 
Oh, that girl is so short. She's like five, five foot two next to um uh Curtis in the scene. I was like, oh, this is so awkward. And I bet you he's still gonna have chemistry with her. He got chemistry with everyone oh, no. on that damn canvas. He got chemistry no... with me as a viewer. I... <laughs> no, there was no chemistry. That motherfucker got chemistry with Jason's gun. Shit. Everybody but Jordan. <laughs> I thought I thought Tracy looking at him the other day. Shit. He got chemistry with everybody. I don't even know how to respond to you, Tiggs. <laughs> Next topic, thanks. Yes, <laughs> and right. for returning to the show. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so of course you guys were already talking about GH, and I'm okay with bulldozing over the Young and the Restless because there ain't nothing else happening over there. Uh, so let's talk about former uh, General Hospital and Port Charles actress Erin Hershey Presley. Mm. So. <laughs> I read this story. Uh, So anyway, in Aaron's um, child's class, the teacher was planning to have the kids watch Joe Biden um, take the oath of office. Um, The teacher just kind of said, and of course I'm paraphrasing here, but it was more about the teaching moment and not the politics of it. It was more about witnessing a historical moment. Aaron then decided to send a huge email to the teacher and the parents in her daughter's class about this. Um, And TMZ reported the emails um, saying that Presley did not want want her daughter watching a criminal on television. Oh, God. Um. So I know. Oh, she shouldn't watch Trump's press conferences then, if that's the case. Okay. So anyway, um, many parents took the opportunity to really try and keep it non-political, but still defend the teacher because, in my opinion, she was kind of attacking the teacher because, again, the teacher was doing this for a teaching moment and nothing more than that. So, D, as a teacher, what do you think of Aaron's? email chain get her d get her d you know how on twitter i will put up posts about my parents in my class she would have got a whole video rant from me i would have been in hr and i would have been okay with it like that is ridiculous you're talking about history if the teacher's not specifically sitting there in her joe biden shirt like i was because i don't care um well i was wearing a kamala harris shirt let's not get it twisted if she's not making it political and she's just talking about the history about you know the electoral college about the way that government works there was nothing wrong with that as long as she's not sitting there saying you know Joe Biden is a wonderful person. Trump is a criminal, la, 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 all the other stuff, making it the things that, you know, I say on the daily, then it wouldn't be a bad thing. I just think old girl was just trying to be real MAGA. She was being, you know, MAGA Alley, because, you know, she is my Allison Barrington, and I just, the poor Charles and fan in me is kind of appalled right now because I've whatever. But you tell me? Oh. the more you learn, the more you learn. But she just took it to a place that that teacher wasn't trying to go to. She was mm. over crossing a line 
with what exactly. she was saying and just exacerbating the situation, that teacher was nicer than I would be. Those parents mm-hmm. were nicer than me because boy, she would have got shamed from the Rudy to the Tootie and I wouldn't even have cared. I'd have been okay with it. I'd have been I like, wish I would have been in that email chain. I wish I would have been a parent in that I would have went left. I mean, if I was that teacher, okay. I know me well enough to know I would have went left. And then I'd look, <laughs> bitch. But, well, I wouldn't have said bitch. It would have been implied, but it wouldn't have been stated. Look, Miss Presley. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm just like, you need to worry about your husband hitting on ladies on the plane and stop worrying Allegedly. about those teachers that are teaching. Allegedly. <laughs> you know what? Allegedly, my foot, he ain't got the money to sue me by. So. <laughs> oh, like, my God, D. Oh. <laughs> all I'm saying is there are way other things <laughs> that she should mic. be worried about. Whatever, I'm just saying. There are other things that she should be concerned about than that. If the teacher would have crossed the line and been like all saying how she felt one way or the other, I could see that. But I just felt like she was trying to make herself seen, make herself heard, and she went about it the wrong way, acting like you know a PTA Karen. And now she getting her butt handed to her on the internet and she low-key deserve it. I mean, I'm pro teacher all the way. Oh, me too, definitely. And, you know, I even, when Trump took the oath of office, um, you know, we watched it in a history class I was in at the time. So, I mean, it's really not about politics. You know, it's for a teaching moment. That's it. It's just, you know, we were in, a presidential unit in that history class. So, you know, perfect time to just show what the oath of office looks like. I had to show it off of my science class that I was teaching that year. So I'm just like, you know, it's a teaching moment. It's about U.S. history. It didn't have anything to do with politics. And I remember back when I was in sixth grade, I remember watching Bill Clinton's inauguration that I was showing in the class, in the classroom. It wasn't a big deal because they're trying to teach you it's about it's part of the history you're seeing you're witnessing a new president being sworn in you see how it's done and especially as a child like you see something so monumental like that you're just like oh it's kind of precedent i mean yeah it's huge it's kind of the precedent for almost every school if you're a student during the year of somebody getting inaugurated and then you're probably going to watch the inauguration because right. it's a teaching moment it's nothing it's literally nothing more. And I found what Aaron did so wildly inappropriate. I mean, if I was her daughter, I'd be ashamed. I was like, Ma, you couldn't sit your ass down for five minutes. <sighs> or if, if, if that was the case, you should just let her stay home from school that day. Exactly. If it was, if it was just that day. Yes. And it just, if I, I used to adore Aaron Hershey Presley. I would cast her on anything under the sun before Charles ended. I see why the bitch could only got one job in 18 years. I'm so happy that fake ass Silas shanked her ass on yeah. that damn bridge. Kill her again. Shit, uh, bitch. It, it, <laughs> it makes knowing that her character was killed off even sweeter. So like, Right, because I, I was so mad they killed off Allison, but I was just like, no. I wasn't. I, I was like, oh, okay. Get him rid of dead weight. Okay. <laughs> but like, I, oh, I was so crazy about her. That Y'all think that shit? That was I my girl. Her. I don't care what anybody I didn't says. like that. I love Allison. The reason oh, I was see, I liked both of them. Yeah, I liked her in I liked her in Libby. I liked I liked, I liked Libby and Allison. I loved both. I liked them because one was really good and one was really bad. It was great. I had the best of both worlds. <laughs> it was. It was so good. Like I love that shit. When that shit blew up in Libby's face 
and she wished for like uh when she wished mm. oh, oh. <laughs> that was done that, that was the perfect that was the perfect setup that was the perfect was. setup for the next story arc there was something wrong for canceling that so she wrong. wished for Caleb to have the most mind-blowing sex he ever had and he had it but Allison had knocked her up and he told her that <laughs> oh that shit was good mm. oh continue Casey sorry no, that's fine. Continue, please. <laughs> that, that that was a fine that was the final episode for that ass. Livy got her just desserts, and like D said, it was gonna get even better to see Rafe and Allison fighting Caleb over that fucking baby. Oh, mm. I wasn't a big fan of poor Charles like that. Oh, I loved it. Poor Charles like my Santa Barbara child. They I loved poor Charles. So if I had to pick. If I had to pick like a sci-fi soap to enjoy, I would prefer Port Charles so much over Passions. Thank you. Because I you. felt Port Charles, what I will give it is especially when they did those arcs, like time in a bottle and all, I the writing it. was so crisp and uh, you knew each story, each arc served such a good purpose. And so I much happened in this 22 minutes. I didn't know what I didn't like what they did with Kevin and Lucy on that show. But that I shit, didn't, they, I that didn't was some like, dumb shit. Yes, them Ian and Eve were the shit. Then they killed. Yeah, all they were a good couple. They turned Kevin into Eve. Ryan. They put Lucy with Turner into a damn vampire slayer and put her with Patrick. I'm just like, what? I they, killed like off, they, killed, they killed off Karen. If they didn't kill off Karen, she would have been a great viable character on GH today. I did like Karen. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will say though, it was a soap that I loved more in the beginning as kind of like ER for daytime. But when it Mm -hmm. did evolve into what it was eventually, it was most of it was okay with me. I they, started, it. I, I they, love started, they started disrespectfully. If you're going to drill a hole in Audrey Hardy's head, I ain't like that. I did not like that. Oh, how I, they started I didn't mind that. that shit. I made my mama and my grandmama watch that two hour prime time premiere. Oh, you're going to watch this Poor shit. Audrey. Poor yes. Audrey. Oh, and I still remember <laughs> the announcer. He was like, You're about to meet seven new interns. I was like, Yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. Oh, Debbie But Morgan. I love the telenovela oh. format. I low key wish Bowl would have adopted it. Because I'm just like, child, what they doing now? Well, Brad tried and tried and got denied it. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, he tried, to go telenovel- he tried to do telenovela shit. I was like, mm, Brad, stay out. Stay out I feel terror. you. No, he, he, he tells telenovela relationships. Mm-hmm, true. <laughs> and we must new one. Yes. <laughs> Wash, rinse, repeat. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so speaking of defunct ABC daytime dramas, let's get True. into the return of All My Children in Primetime. Uh, so Mark Consuelos recently went on the talk uh, to discuss he and Kelly Ripa and their venture into Pine Valley. Um, so when asked about the idea and how excited he was, Mark said, of all the things that we've ever announced that we're going to do, this is one of the biggest responses we've got from our fans. They're so excited. It's been a big piece of TV that's been missing for such a long time, and we're going to bring it back, and I'm really excited about it. So, um, Alan, how does it make you feel to hear about Mark's um, excitement um, for this project? 
very excited for it. Lil, I want to call some fans. I know you want every single character you loved on the show, but primetime shows only have a limited number of series regulars. So you're only going to see about like 10 people on there as series regulars. You might see some other people pop up as guest stars, stuff like that, but otherwise, 10 people talk to series regulars. So it's going to be on the Santos and the Kane family. So Lord, I don't know don't what's going to go on the family. Lord Tiggs is like, I want Joe and Dixie and Palmer and Erica and Opal and Jenny and Greg and uh, Billy Clyde Tuggle. And <laughs> now, now, you know, I'm not one of those soul fans. I'm realistic. Tiggs wants everybody except the pancakes. Tiggs is like, I want Agnes Nixon. <laughs> Tiggs is like, okay. Oh, Tiggs is like, special guest star, Megan McTavish. <laughs> I, I just want it done right. Because I, I, I'm going to nitpick it to death. Yes, I am. You ain't got to have 40 people on that motherfucker, but it better be done right with the characters you do have. Look, we got to be we gotta be realistic about this show. Like, I'm, I'm very excited about it, but I know re- realistically, we can't have every character back. That's, mm-hmm. that's out the door. I, I'm, I threw that out the door as soon as I heard the announcement. Yeah. That they were coming. Exactly. I'm keeping my expectations low. I'm very very low. low. Thank I'm you, Dee. I'm not expecting to see anybody. Like, but also, but there so was. Whoever shows up, shows up. There was a lot of dead weight at the end of All My Children. The only thing I'm, I'm kind of... Like, like G.H. Like, dead weight? Yeah, so we don't need I'm to see of, every damn character. The only thing I'm leery about, I didn't like the, the synopsis of the Canes versus the Santos, and I'm just like, mm, yeah, because when, no. when did the Canes and the Santos have? I mean, Erica had a problem with Maria because that was like, because I will tell you right now, she from... her husband, <laughs> she like, <laughs> she took her baby, Maria, Erica took her baby, and like all that. So they had a rivalry, and that was dead years ago. So I don't even know where they're gonna come up with a new. I'm not so let's say they live, leave off um let's say they leave off from abc which they might when i'm okay with that look i don't need to discuss 43 episodes of jeff quatnance and friends um but let's say they leave off from abc then you're talking about a decade of time to fill in right so i mean if it is the Kane and santos then maybe they're gonna fill us in on why it is what it is because you're talking about almost 10 years of history that needs to be filled in if we're just going based off the ABC version. Correct me if I'm wrong. Were there any, were there even any Santos on the no. show? When it ended? No. no. Okay. No. But also, who has moved back to, we're saying these characters in this town has moved on for so, 10 yeah, I mean, years of history. It's possible maybe Maria came back into town and like, uh, well, what's her name? Julia's dead. Uh, Anita. But David was, I, you know, David but, but, was yeah, shooting everybody up with we, the alive juice at the end. We, did, so. we, we, we didn't give a shit about Anita Arosa. We only cared about Julia, who's dead, Maria, and, and Mateo. Maria. I will never. Wasn't it Pratt who killed off Julia? Oh. Yes. Yeah, she got no, killed. Wait, off he, camp. No, off I don't. No, she died during that that, that wedding. That, oh, so when she got married. Was it McTavish then? No, it was that old couple that was writing together. But Freakler names. Oh, the um. Oh, James Harden it, Brown. Um, oh my God, what are their names? Was it James Harmon Brown and Barbara Essence? Barbara Essence. Yeah, I think it was. Yes, it was. It was, yeah, yeah, it was James and Barbara. Yeah. Oh, okay, I forgot they had brought Julia back for some stupid stupidity because Noah died, and then like. 
I don't know. And they had to kill her off for no reason. But yeah, there were no Santa. I don't know. But it's it's a like Casey, like you said, there's a lot of time to fill. Yeah, they the have area. to fill in a yeah. decade of. I mean, it, it could make sense, you know. These people know. have moved on, and and I mean, we here's the thing. They clearly have the right team assembled. First, you start off with a woman who was on the show for 15 years. Then you bring along her foundling of a husband who was on there for God knows how long. I can't remember how long Mateo was on there. Um, and then you have and Agnes Nixon. <laughs> then you have Yo, Agnes Hiram Nixon. Lodge is fine now, okay? I don't call him Mateo Lord Santos. D. Hiram Lodge, watch Riverdale because he takes his shirt off every week and Marcus Suelos has been working the fuck out. I'm just saying. <laughs> And love then yourself and watch him and watch him shirtless. I'm just saying, so love yourself. You have Agnes Nixon's child who comes along with all of her story Bibles, all of her scripts, all of that her material. That made me feel better. That made me you feel have better him there because, you know, originally the All My Children was supposed to be like a daytime movie when for its series finale. So you have all of Agnes and Lorraine's plans that are being brought along and that can be sifted through. And then you have this Leo Richardson, who was clearly a huge All My Children fan because he had this first look deal with ABC. And this is the first thing he pitches, you know, like, let's reboot All My Children. So, yes, my expectations, you know, Dee said her expectations are low. I'm going to keep mine out about a medium because, of course, we don't want to go too high because... I think, you know, sometimes I'm, we will I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, I'm, optimistic I'm going into it. Cautiously optimistic. I'm yes, cautiously I'm going optimistic. into it knowing it, no matter what, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exa- even if it's yeah. terrible, yeah, I'll watch and it. I'm, <laughs> I'm optimistic because I want it. I'm sorry, Tiggs. I want it to, because if this is a success, so you can imagine like, okay, if this reboot is a, uh, is a success, they want to do maybe the One Night to Live primetime show mm-hmm. or Santa Barbara or Another World or like. Any of those camp, well, life, and here's the thing. The so I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying allegedly, but look real close in the camera. So allegedly, they wanted both All My Children and One Life to Live as 30 minute daytime soap operas. It has proved too costly where they're not going to swing it. And they're lying, before, but okay. Before Tiggs, before you jump in, sweetheart, that is a <laughs> lot of money geared towards shows. So it is, but Casey, yeah, they're like shows cost that much anymore. No, I know. And I believe the Martha <laughs> Byrne, I believe the Martha Byrne thing. You know, when Martha Byrne said, you know, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but we all remember this interview when she said, all you need to make a soap opera is a coffee table and two really good actors. That's it. But yeah, so allegedly they were trying to get them both back on the air as 30 minute installments in daytime, but it just wasn't working for some reason. Um, But now you look here, we all know that ABC has valued All My Children as the more valuable property because, you know, One Life to Live is the redheaded stepchild no matter what. But Ooh, so you preach. in the ABC's opinion, just saying, you know, it's true, D. Don't act like nothing. Yeah, no, I'm saying true. preach because it's true. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, we know this. This yeah, is the so same show, The same show anybody- that went out on top. One out of the top, beating both all my children and your husband the ratings. Beating, uh, exactly. beating, three It was beating 
days of our lives even over at NBC. And Bruh, it's last let's... week, it's last week it topped the bold and the beautiful. So one life to live, in my opinion, if it was still on, would probably be the number two soap. But anyway, so you know, if this goes well, then yeah, we could definitely see them back both in primetime. Maybe and it's gonna go well because we're gonna make sure that people watch exactly. this. I don't care how trashy it is. Yeah, tune in and watch. If you made it through Sunset Beach or Passions, you can make it through <laughs> and all my children reboot. No, I'm we, just you know, how many shows. You know, soap fans have always been crapped on. When Chuck was going to get canceled, buying Subway sandwiches was cute and adorable and everybody loved it. But soap fans try to get one damn show back and we're seen still at the bottom of the barrel. Well, here we go, because we have a show that was canceled twice and is coming back for a third time. But it could be three strikes you're out. So let's hope this goes. <laughs> no, I, I'm praying because we need we need a prime time. So we need like a desperate housewife. Yeah, no matter where it up. comes from, yeah. we need something. So I'm, I'm hoping like, yeah, 10 years has passed. Maybe the Santos has got into it with, 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 with the Canes. I, you know, Adam's dead, obviously. Maybe Haley is running, you know, Chandler Enterprise. Exactly. And maybe, and and maybe, maybe Enzo Erica... is over there messing around with one of Bianca's daughters. Erica bombed out. Miranda has like 20 something now. And Spike is probably grown now as well. Literally, probably you should get Spike a different name because Spike is a dumb name. I but you cast some really I hot guy as Spike. I and hated that name. Call him Why whatever he wants. You know what? That was a Buffy fan that did that. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> <laughs> One of them writers were Buffy fans. But yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. As long as you don't let Charles Pratt Jr. anywhere near this show, it'll be fine. <laughs> Because, yeah, all, all the things are there. Like like I said, the first motherfucker that better be on the phone is Susan Lucci. Go ahead and get Eva LaRue. The fans would love that. Seeing Maria and Erica go at it. And that's get- it. Maybe, you know, maybe they say it's a Santos-Kane feud, but maybe it is just Maria and Erica fighting with each other again. Now, would you... Now, here's the big question. Sarah Michelle Gellar or Alicia Minshew? Sarah Michelle. Sarah you Michelle Gellar. We had this one. We said Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> Um, See, you're trying to start mess, Rodrigo. Yeah, There's no mess to be started, okay? Look, Rodrigo I mean, tried solid. to lift the shade and D shut it all the way down. That's a solid Because that's, that's what I do. <laughs> but I, I agree, Sarah. Michelle Geller is the bigger primetime draw for that show. And that's what I'm thinking, yeah. though. I'm thinking of the primetime draw. Susan yeah. Lucci, Eva LaRue, Sarah Michelle Geller. Debbie motherfucking Morgan. Oh, get Debbie like that. Get Debbie on there, please. Oh, yes, please get Debbie Even if you don't know who the hell Angela is, should be chief of staff at the hospital mm-hmm. or you know, just running something because, and then Jesse is the uh, the chief of police still and you know, I don't know. So basically, they just need to save some money and use like the Grey's Anatomy set on uh, because it's like right there. Do a Grey's and Anatomy then... crossover. There you go. Have Bailey and you Angie do a crossover. Do yeah. a fire station. Yeah. Yes. Make like, one of those yeah. kids a fireman. Valley Anatomy. There you go. Promotion, For real, baby. like Angie could have been one of Miranda's like, you know, mentors when she was in medical school. Yeah. Because you know, here's the thing you could say, well, even say that Bailey wants to buy up Pine Valley Hospital, like just gobble it up and there you go. 
They could have did so much. Like Angie so could have flirted with Doctor Weber back in the day. You know, Aunt Jesse was still dead. Angie was horny. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> I I would get a kick out of that. <laughs> but yeah, I I literally want the show to premiere, and then the next day in the Hollywood Reporter, we see Pine Valley debuts with an eight point seven rating. There you can you imagine how many wow. people will choke when they see that mess right there? I, we like, need this to happen. We need okay. this to happen. I, I'll be like, where the fuck is, where, where Brian Franz there? Where, where, where Ann Sweeney is? <laughs> Brian Franz. Oh, I hope Brian Franz is tweeting with all of us. <laughs> Boy, I already told my mama, I was like, because my mom, they, you know, they keep getting the Nielsen the Nielsen boxes in their houses. I was like, every TV in here is going to be turned on this All My Children <laughs> reboot if y'all still have these things up in this house. I'm just saying. Oh, no. Twitter's going to be a mess when it they, it, it, they just it's promote gone. the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that always excited off me about of work. <laughs> one of the things that excited me about Desperate Housewives every season, Desperate Housewives always had the best fucking promos before the season started. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The All juicy four one. Ladies. Oh, that juicy one was yeah. so good. The juicy one was. And when yes. you know, Vanessa Williams came on and she, oh, when she came housewife on. in town. And, and that's what I want. I want Susan Lucci being her 75 year old slutty <laughs> ass self. She gonna cut you if she hears you say something. I, I, I hope I heels. hope that when I get Erica Kane's Asian, I'm a slutty, slutty girl too. Ooh. So I'm down. Okay, I doing movies. Frankly, my dear, I don't. <laughs> I want Erica on her fifth, her seventeenth husband. I don't give yes. a fuck. They could just have Susan Lucci walking around Pine Valley, and then Susan walk looks in the camera. I know you miss me. Just bullshit like that, anything. It's not a sitcom, Tiggs. Um, anyway. Well, no, it wouldn't be stupid. But yeah. She said, hey, waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you, Fonzie. Remember when I bombed out at the box office? Uh, so anyway, so uh, of course, Pine Valley is created by, um, oh, what's his butt? Uh, Andrew Stern. And it's going to be written by that Leo Richardson um, the official logline is um, the potential series will follow a young journalist with a secret agenda who comes to find Pine Valley to expose the dark and murderous history of the town, only to become entangled in a feud between the Kane and Santos family. The series plans to explore all the secrets that come with the Kane and Santos family names. Uh, and of course, mm. that Leo Richardson will also serve as an executive producer. So. I don't know. So basically, <laughs> whoever this reporter is, he's gonna bang someone in the Santos and someone in the Kane family. Well, I think and gonna be in a love triangle. Or, or, That's what's happening. Or, Maybe. Or it might it might end up being little Maddie Gray. No, here's the thing. So a young journalist. What if it's um oh, Colby oh, Chandler? Yeah, a young. There ain't gonna be no damn Colby. Colby mm-hmm. is Paris Hilton right now. Hey, it gotta be um. I, I, it could be. It could be little Maddie Gray. It could be Maddie because you Maddie, just you just pro everything Maria. We can already see how no, this is going. No, what I'm saying is Maddie was the first link between those families in them fight. Well, Sasha Kaye may not have a job in the coming weeks, allegedly. Let's not, let's not, no, no, let's not Ooh. say he didn't. Let's not Ooh. say he didn't. No, Oof. no, oh, no, wait a minute. No. I just send up <laughs> I just send up prayers. I don't say what prayers be, I just send up <laughs> prayers. So I'm gonna keep it moving. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm. 
I'm like, you gonna have those Cola fans up in our mentions acting a fool, and I got. Oh wait, I'm bl- they have me all blocked, so I'm they do have you. I'm gonna blocked. catch hell. I'm about to say, you yeah, gonna you catch blocked. hell. I ate you blocked from the Cola fans. No, they un- they unblock they unblock me to talk mess, and then they go block me <laughs> they again, block you back. and I don't care because it's style forever, baby. I don't care. That reminds but, me yeah. of that lady. Do y'all remember that lady who tagged us one time and said she would never listen to us again because we curse too much? Uh. Oh my God. That was before my time. Thank you very much. (laughs) I like, get your ass out of here. We don't care. (laughs) That was Tiggs. You know, your nephew said Tiggs cursed too much. So it was probably Brody that tapped out that that email. (laughs) Look, like my nephew, my nephew told Tiggs to stop cursing on here all the damn time. Mm -mm. Oh, Lord. Um, Anyway, so yes, very hopeful about this Pine Valley thing, but we'll just have to wait and see what comes of it. Um, anyway, so now let's head over to Salem with Days of Our Lives. Um, of course, it has, <laughs> I don't even want to call it breaking news because no, it's not. Uh, so Victoria Conifel is going to appear again as Sierra um everybody you know thinks it's the herald news that oh victoria's coming back to days no, um not. there's like there's is, like four stupid fans that honestly thought that it wasn't happening and so they're getting clowned on twitter exactly. this is but everybody else knew yeah, this isn't christian Yo, we've been new this you isn't christian you, alfonso leaving for falcon man. crest in Houston fans are so damn petty. It's so funny. I love it. I, when that news broke, <laughs> that news broke. And they when it broke, everybody, everybody and their mama. Everybody, everybody and their mama. Receipts for days, baby. Trust me, <laughs> Sim fans have drawers of receipts, screenshots for days. If we'll, clown, if we'll clown members of our own fan base, we'll clown anybody. We don't care. Everybody and their mama knew. That Victoria Conifel was coming back to this show. Except, except, for, those except for those three. Except for those three. three four, four, four fans. Yeah. It, kept screaming what? for recast, 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 recast. Recast what? They knew she was coming back. Like there was recast, to recast these nuts. We told you she wasn't going nowhere. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my God. Like, like, no, the best thing that, that happened was COVID, because trust me. If it wasn't COVID, like I was saying, we cast too, because I love Victoria. But if they want to keep this story going, they're going to have to recast because this this recurring shit is going to work, but only oh so long. Why do we need to keep it going, though? Yeah, Yeah, she's only there until something else comes along. Exactly. Clearly not working. You know what? You know what? I'm going to need all of you to shut up. Not me. I'm gonna I enjoy it while I got it. The same way I'm enjoying the same way I'm enjoying Gabby for as long as I got her. Cause you know the only reason why Camila came back was because of COVID, baby. Because trust and believe, she was out the door too. They were all none of them were under contract. You know what? I'm surprised they got as many people back as they did. If COVID yeah. wouldn't have happened, a whole bunch of people would have left. Yeah, it was so, about to be the days of Harold the Butler at the Kiriakis Mansion. <laughs> it was there wasn't gonna what? be. Yeah. A show at all. We it all was, knew she was coming back. Theory. I mean, tell it hologram. We all knew she was coming back. I know it's been a while, but it's like, well, duh, stupid. She's presumed dead. Why the fuck would she come back two weeks later? A couple of months needed to get past so Ben could get to a place where he's finally starting to like, okay, 
She did. Has hope. Yeah. See, this yeah. Story, yeah. Here's why I don't like hope. these stories anymore, though. Here's why I don't like these presumed dead stories anymore, because they don't play out as long. Yeah. You know, we thought Christian was done at days, you know, when she first left and the big moment where Hope and Bo sail off on the fancy face. But then, you know, even when Christian did come back after Falcon Crest, it wasn't even Hope. It was Princess Gina. So, I mean, there's no, like, slow. Ooh, that damn story was so fucking good. I loved that Kids, story. Kids, we don't got time for that. Look, my heart we don't knew. Got time for that. Well, well, I can't help it that Days is only watched by one person <laughs> in their pet goat. I can't help that. They gotta keep, uh, <laughs> you got to keep it moving. You I can't help the show might only have seven five. months left. Uh, <laughs> we, can't, we can't do six months. We can't do six months arcs anymore or presume dead nothing. These Ben and Sierra fans, they want this, they want their girl back, and they were not gonna wait another. Well, good for them, months, but I want a soap opera keep, again so the ratings can go up. So the yeah, is like, looking okay. Let's keep it real. Let me be the sin representative and say this much. If she had left, we would have been sad. We knew there was that if she was actually gone, gone that they would recast it's the people that were sitting there hollering recast and she hadn't even left yet those are the assholes he was we still on the about. screen i mean she exactly. hadn't even left that yet. is complete that right. is completely she disrespectful so like i'll be i'll be honest and we said if there was no possibility of her coming back then yes we would have been open to a sierra recast at least wait for her to go i mean that's like people that you want a job and they want you to they hire somebody and then you got to train the person that's replacing you because you about to get fired like it's that's like just, when sony oh, so, so, so like the young and the wrestlers oh. it's exactly. like when sony asked all those years ago if we were liking jason thompson in the role of billy <laughs> yeah yeah even after his hair color and all that that was so mean oh mm. my god these soaps are shady as hell. Spokes on a wheel. <laughs> they really are. And so it's like, I'm glad that, you know, we're going to get to see Sierra and Ben. I'm extremely excited about that. I'm glad that I get to see my Sierra. And then it also gives me great joy that some of the people that acted a fool are getting clowned. You know, I mean, I just think it's hilarious. I'm winning all around. So I'm in a really good mood. I just, I'm waiting for Sammy to come back, to be honest with you, because I yeah. want to see how they bring Sammy back. You know, because I know Ben and Sierra are going to get together and they just going to start humping. So I'm super excited to be watching all of the good sexy scenes. I'm, we need I'm, more shower scenes, Uncle Ron, more shower scenes. I'm but excited. I'm waiting to see how Sammy comes back. I'm excited about days again. I was getting a little, you know, Ron was going through that little clunky, uh, clunky season. You know what he it, does. You know, you know what Ron know. does. Look, for every amazing... Know. For every amazing fixing a character like he did Angelica, there's got to be, you know, a rape dance. For every, they just, you know what I mean? Ron yeah, and, and then we got a Gwen. So. Yeah, for, for every good story, there's a Gwen or a rape dance. There's a, for every good story, there's a Gwen or a rape dance. And I'm just, I just don't want to see any more rape storylines on any soap for like. Especially not by Ronald Calabardi. I'm can sorry, I'm not. Can we put a, hey, Don't you get me blocked on this show. There's something wrong with Ron about okay. rape. Boy, what did you just say? There's nothing wrong with Ron about rape. He's obsessed with it. He's going back to the it's time when I should live when he started that freaking story with Marty. And ever since then, he's been obsessed with these rape stories that no one likes. 
I thought you were saying he's obsessed with Rafe. For That's what I thought. He, I was like, well, yeah. Oh, Lord, okay. I thought he said he was obsessed with Rafe. And Alan, baby, I'm like, sorry. I thought you said Rafe. <laughs> oh, God. Like, what? But no, I mean, I just, can we just not have any rape storylines on any soaps for like, can we put a moratorium on it for Unless, unless you are not going to tell an Agnes Nixon, Doug Marlin, Bill Bell type social issue story, then don't do it. Just don't do it. Okay, or Michelle Bell John, something like that. Yeah, unless you're not going to tell like a Margot Hughes uh, Marty Saybrook OG type Elizabeth no, Weber Elizabeth type Weber. story. Elizabeth, like, if you're not yes. telling that, we don't want it. Okay? Exactly. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, I I'm tired of seeing women get raped just in general on soaps. I know it happens, but I'm really tired of seeing it. But I'm just saying, if you're gonna do it, tell a good one. If you can't tell it on that level, then stay. Don't do it. Come up with something don't else. Like, like, come up with something else. Don't do it. Quit using rape as a fucking plot device. device. That's why it's icky. It's a plot device. Like, who the hell uses rape as a fucking plot device? Well, you you remember crazy Margaret Cochran? Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) D, no, cutting your mic. (laughs) Just saying, if if we're rating bad rape stories, I mean, let's just go with the worst. You done summoned a demon. (laughs) I'm just saying. Dina Higley. If you're going to put it, if you're going to sit there and put it out there, I mean, there are worse stories that could be, I'm just saying, for every oh messed God. up story, there's one worse one. For every one. Elizabeth Webber, there's a Mark. There's a Margaret Cocker. Margaret there's Cocker, an Lord. Lord. Oh, Lord. Yes. Um, I, I just really want to run across some, some penis that's just that damn good that you going to be like misery style holding this fool hostage Ooh, trying to get pregnant from him i need to see that level of penis because i have never encountered that in my life Ooh, i really want to run across some of that adina higley fucking special was that margaret crocker and shit i was like oh my god i tell you like, dina higley look hmm. Dina wants to tell an alzheimer's uh not an alzheimer's a uh uh spectra a story on the spe- the autism autism. lord and mm. she tossed theo down the stairs that poor child actor oh. <laughs> you know what dina higley like whenever you talk about how bad a writer is gonna get then you bring up dina and then you ask yourself is it really that bad is it dina higley bad when you can put yourself, <laughs> yeah, is oh, that, 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 I'm like, is Josh Griffith, Dina Higley, bad, <laughs> right? That's why whenever, whenever you know, you know, Alan be leading the charge, or Ron getting fired, and I'm just like, no, nah, fuck that, because because here comes Dina, that go back to Dina, or that damn, or that Ron did get fired, they'd probably hire Ryan Quan to replace him. That's probably the most. Yeah, because Ryan. I don't think Sony would let you immediately return to that. Well, Ryan Quan wouldn't even last though. He wouldn't last. Ryan would come far cheaper. Yeah, but he wouldn't last though because Dina Dina actually would be expensive. You know, Dina would. The show don't have a one point seven anymore. You know. (laughs) Uh, Yes. You'd have to pair Ryan Kwan with like is Lauren Broderick. She's still on the writing team, right? So you yeah. can pair you can pair her. Oh, with and Lorraine Broderick is seventy. Okay, oh. Lorraine told me to tell you she's just trying to break well, down. But Lorraine Broderick still know how to break down the motherfucking story. You know she can break down the show. and Chris Whitefield was over there. The good mm-hmm. shit was Lorraine Broderick. All we need is for Ron to just put Marlena. 
and you know just to put Marlena's family up front you know put the Brady's up put the Blacks up put the Hortons up put the people that we want to see and not all these randos that you just added on last minute or whatever and not you finishing your general hospital storylines that you couldn't do so i mean i feel i feel like this is gonna i hope this is gonna be a turning point i really do i'm very hopeful that's coming up we got jack a harry's coming on the show black people connection according to soap digest is kim whitley (laughs) kim whitley Um, you know what (laughs) you know what we got allison sweeney's coming back i believe they did again I mean, it's it's. We got there's a no, lot of stuff, good stuff. People keep up. people okay. keep ragging on days like it's the worst thing out there, and it's not. There it's are storylines that I don't. They don't like, watch the Young and the Restless. You know <laughs> what? I've seen days way worse than this. And you got even Brady. Young and, the, and y'all, Look at Brady, and I'm Brady, saying Chloe Young and the Restless Bella. gets trashed all the time, but Young and the Restless. It's just like watching Seinfeld, but it's even it's not the worst because there's always something you can watch. Just overall as a show, it's boring. But if you like this person or that person, it's not the worst. It's not the best. D, boring is the worst thing you can be in daytime. At least be Charles Pratt batshit crazy over boring. Because the problem, why I consider boring to be the worst thing in daytime is because you're airing five hours of television a week and if it's all boring then yeah you got a problem i'm not saying just like over overall yes young the restless needs an overhaul i'll be the first person to say it you know and then some of the stuff that they're putting out is very obvious that some of these stories got somebody somewhere up in there switch the stuff up because billy is living devon's life living devon's storyline it's very obvious from what's happening on the screen everything that billy is going through I mean, they took away power. They took away power media from Devon and power communications, and now we have Chancecom. I'm like, uh, Devon, the, the what are you doing? I mean, now it, it's just, it's just, it's very obvious that there were storylines that were written, and then somehow people's names got scratched off, and other people got put up in there. I refuse to believe that who who came up with the idea to make Mariah a surrogate for Abby with their history you know what i'm gonna be mad friends like that i'm gonna be mad if josh has the lesbian character on this show want to keep that baby because let's get it twisted that's the same shit he did on days of our lives when he co-wrote the uh chloe nicole story with dina hickley was you know she got pregnant with the surrogacy but she wanted to keep the baby and then a custody battle so I mean, okay, I hated Chloe doing that. I wanted that bitch killed. Oh, I wanted to punch I Chloe in the face. Oh, I, I mean, like, I just, I just, I don't feel sympathetic towards Abby at all. Abby and her wonky uterus, I just don't care. And Abby's I just, I don't care for Abby. Abby's a millionaire with a billionaire father and a multi-millionaire mother. She like, can get some rando yeah. surrogate, okay? He could call up Rose DeVille. Beep, 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 beep. Okay, Rose DeVille, here's my qualifications for a baby. There you go. I well, mean, the she can... I should choose an actual professional surrogate to carry babies so they don't get attached to it. They have other kids before exactly. being surrogate. Like, that, that story is great for 
guiding light in 1972. Oh, won't you carry my baby? That darling? story would be that story would be fine if we actually cared about Abby and Chance. They haven't been together long enough for me Probably to care. To even care that they like it, no, it, I, I mean, like care. that's taking my disdain of both characters. I always out of the felt equation like and just looking at it. If I strip know? away the fact that it was the 12,000th episode and just look at Abby and Chance getting married, I'm like, I cared more about Sharon and Ray getting married if you just take it down to a wedding because they haven't built up Abby and Chance. But they And I don't even like Sharon and Ray, Sharon and, and Ray. I thought their wedding was better. Yes. And so if you just strip away the fact that it was the 12,000th episode featuring Trisha Cast, then... At Sharon and Ray's wedding made more sense um, because Abby and Chance busted it up. See, they, they just messed should've. up. Adam should have busted up that wedding. Boy, those Raiders would have went stupid. They just there's too <laughs> many there's too many missed opportunities on there. I mean, God, just ridiculous. I mean, it's just there's so much that they could do, but they're not doing in you know what they need to come through with this with this chance recast because i i really don't want to see abby procreate with that dude i'm just saying he does not not look like a chancellor now i'm scared what this kid gonna come out looking like he looks like somebody who would have raised adam on the farm with blind hope is what he looks like cliff looked better to him shut up <laughs> so Look, I bet, look, Chance is going to reveal to be AJ Montavo. <laughs> you know what? He probably is. He going to pull off that Scooby-Doo wig. He going <laughs> to pull off that mask. He got he one of Mal Young's masks. Mask. <laughs> yeah, he's got one of those Mal Young masks. He going to whip it off and be like, I would have, oh, I almost would have got away with it if it would have been for those pesky lesbians. So, you know. <laughs> oh, and then Alyssa go come back dressed like the Miss and Spice Girl. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Alyssa's hair can come back anytime. She was cute. Like I they love just her did hair, but when they had it in the side bun with these big ass hoop earrings and that color, I was like, get this bitch off my screen. Where's my Nikki Newman? <sighs> you know what? Maybe I'm like, I just, I just want to see the Newmans. I want to see the Abbots. I want to see the Barbers. You know? I want to see shit at this point. I want to see the Brooks and the Fosters. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I watched that show for uh, Skyle and for the Black people. And, for, and Faith. you know what? I will say, Faith. And and, she's saving that show, baby. Yeah. She's carrying. She's Olivia carrying needs it. to get the lead actress Emmy next year because. <laughs> She doing better. Let me be quiet. Let me be quiet. I'm a show. I'm saying she putting in more work for a lead actress than Heather Tom did last year on the Both and the Beautiful, but we're not going there. I mean, I'm just saying she has more screen time. Look, I'll tell you what, in Olivia, and a more substantial storyline. I'm just saying, is she she getting drunk on that cheap vodka? More took more away from Emmy. I I just about died when they had Faith filling up uh, the uh, tumbler cup with her mom's vodka that sits over by the desk. That was so realistic. That was so realistic. I was cracking up and I was like, if she fills it up with water, I'm done because that is... <laughs> you know, that that was the most realistic stuff I've seen in a while. The you only know, we needed is, is we this need Jordan girl 
I like this Jordan girl, but my God, she looks like she's got a credit score of 831 and is going to be the next CEO of Newman Enterprises. She should be interacting with Charlie and Maddie. Oh, wait. They oh, took I them miss off screen. Maddie and Charlie. Oh. They aged them up and then Ooh. took them off screen. I'm I like, so miss Lexi Stevenson. Lexi Stevenson was such a damn good actress. She needs to come back. She oh, does. They need to come back. You know, and I love and Noah Alexander Gary. When I saw him on uh, the Grey's Anatomy, I was like, "Oh, mine are really messed up." You know, <laughs> you ever notice that all the people with melanin when they leave CBS, they just go onward and upward and do amazing things. All of the black course. people from The Young and the Restless, as soon as they leave, they book the. Uh, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about bold and the. I'm talking about bold, bold people. I'm saying brave. all of the people with melanin. They all go on to be successful in primetime or on movies. Everybody, everybody black that they let go from yes. CBS. Oh I mean, God. it's, it's just like, I guess it's like the jumping ground, the Rome jumping Flynn point. So good. Rain Adams is working. So is Ron Flynn and so on. I love Ron Flynn on how to get Rain, Rain is, I mean, Ready. like everybody's doing stuff. It, I mean, Carla Mosley going to get there eventually, but I'm just saying. <laughs> No, I'm saying she's like the only one that hasn't done prime time. No, is what when, I'm saying. Because you said that and that made me think of Soap Opera Digest. Exclusive. Carla returns to B&B two months later. Exclusive. Carla's done at b and I'm like, where? <laughs> like, y'all could have just said, oh, girl, exited in a month. Holla. <laughs> yeah, I was done. like, she hasn't been on my screen yet. Where is she? She showed up just to say that she and Rick got divorced or breaking up, and nobody to this day knows for sure what happened. I'm like, that's the stupidest, pettiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I just hope that he shows up as J.R. Chandler and that that all I was going to say, that's why thinks. Maya found out he wasn't really Rick and he was fugitive on the run, J.R., from shooting at him mm-hmm. <sighs> accidentally. Can, can we get can we get fine rick back though if we're gonna do this let's do this <sighs> good let's get fine rick. let's get fine rick back if we're gonna go and get a rick let's get a fine rick we we're not gonna get that one that was in between kyle and in between was nah we're not getting him the other one nah, oh i hated him. kyle louder too don't even bring up kyle's oh rick you ridge. know rick ridge oh lord but at least he was good to look at shoot where not for me oh that weird vein popping out of his head we already know you got the worst taste casey so you're excluded from this conversation (laughs) i say i say i liked peter bergman's covid scruff one time and all of a sudden it's a problem now your taste been a problem for a hot minute you just don't be listening so (laughs) i'm just saying rodrigo back me up here (laughs) he's trying to say that brady is not that OG Brady is not fine and I'm gonna slap him. So <laughs> Oh really? When I used to watch those OG Brady clips and he would be shooting his tongue at Marlena because they were gonna make Brady gay. <laughs> oh, no wonder Marlena became a serial killer. She didn't want to have to listen to his voice anymore. That's the I'm like, if that's the case, then Hope should be a serial killer, not having to listen to Brooke whine about her <laughs> destiny. Let, let's keep it real. Our destiny. but i did like i did like taylor and rick though i will say i did like that story you just nasty i did you just nasty casey you're just nasty the whole the whole podcast looking at you like bitch i loved that story lord why i did i did 
Taylor was always thumbing her nose at Brooke and all this shit. And then yeah, she right. Exactly. Yeah, that was, was the point that of the through. story, though. When no, Brooke was finally no, like, oh, no, Taylor, no, you no, matched no, no, Bill, no. Bill Bay had a clear contrast between Taylor and Brooke. And that shit and the mess with Steve and Logan that made Taylor just as bad as Brooke. I couldn't stand it. Taylor no. is not a hoe. She's not supposed to be a hoe. Exactly. She's really not. That, that was what Taylor was never meant to be. And it made her as bad as Brooke. I hate But we all, you know, well, okay. I will say at the end, it got a little messed up because they should have played it like we all make mistakes. Because here's the thing. Yes, Taylor got a little she bit. She made a mistake. She ran over Darla's <laughs> ass. <laughs> Look, I would have ran over Shea Harrison's ass. Too. I mean, Darla. Uh, <laughs> I would have ran over Darla's ass too. And then we got Darla as a floating head later on and then they killed off. Allie. Her See, makeup no still looked good this, though. Dallas no matter how you look at this, good. no matter how you look at this, it's just bad. Like it's it's real tough to be a forester on Bold and the Beautiful. That's just really what it comes down to. Especially when the show was built around you. Hell, <laughs> that makes like zero sense that the foresters are not. I feel like I watched the Logan Hour. I really do, and I felt like this for yes. a long. Which time. that's okay, you know. But the foresters were always supposed to be the main players with the Logans being supporting unless you were brooke um well brooke up until about like 90 after joanna johnson because you know then it was you know the joanna side, johnson. side hole from the beginning and side hole to the end boy <laughs> i've been watching this show since day one so i can talk mess <sighs> but yeah i mean look by the time taylor ran darla down i was like oh okay <laughs> It was just too much. Taylor gets done so dirty on that show. That's why I cannot with Bold and the Beautiful, no matter how much I try. And I never give up on my show. I still side-eye Brad all the time because Taylor always gets ran over. And that is why I'm just like, why even bring Taylor back if all you're going to do is just run her over with the well, bus and then had... look back and reverse it on her again and make sure you got her good? Nah, why? I thought why? we had a redeeming point when like she and Brooke had the cake fight and for a minute it felt like real B&B you know what I mean like they were at it again but then for every cake fight there's Taylor snotting all over her former mansion with a gold gun held to Bill's chest so I mean oh that was so fucking like they turned I hated that so much that was so dumb like I cannot with that I was like really Bradley Really? Y'all should have yeah. saw how I talked to that man. At and then, you know what? Talk <laughs> about rape as a plot point. Ooh, because gosh. to this day, Ridge says that Steffi was raped by Bill. I'm like, how disgusting is that? Especially considering he is a rapist because he raped Brooke. So, yes, yeah, snuck into her bed, you know, that. Yeah, that was rape. Yeah. Never yeah he wants rape. to say, I wanted Bill to throw that in his face bad and say, well, you raped Brooke, but yet you call what was consensual with your daughter raped. Like, so disgusting, Torsten Kay having to yell, you took advantage of her for six months. I was like, oh my God. And I mean, in his mind, he's, in his mind, and I'm not defending it or anything. I'm no, I get saying, what you're saying, dude. Bill, Bill is the adult he is an older man that's when he's saying you took advantage of my daughter like you knew my daughter was young was also and 35 years old <laughs> you know i'm just saying because and then it's like a habit it's like a habit because i mean uh rick took advantage of steffi so i yeah. mean ugh. 
you know, it's, it's time for Steffi to just get away from Liam and just, I just, I need that. I know that they're going to mess up and make well, that and baby I mean, Liam. I guess that's the same way Eric viewed it when he heard Bridget and Deacon over the monitor or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like Bridget. Oh, oh. Boy, <laughs> every time y'all mention Bridget, I think about Brooke just banging him out oh my god and i just and it, it's what like every time ever <laughs> it really was but that's why i call her a hoe to this day like you cannot like <laughs> it's a it's just a matter of time until she starts just busting it wide for liam because she does it to everyone of hopes men and and bridget's men and and i just oh god Oh, I don't know. Exciting. I liked I liked Brooke and Nick though. I will say I liked Brooke and oh, Nick. Oh, Brooke I will and Nick say that where much. it was at. Oh, oh I, I love like, Brooke, Brooke and Nick, and Nick oh, forever. Yeah. Oh my goodness. If they would just bring him back, she would throw Ridge to the curb, throw Bill to the curb, throw everybody to the curb for Nick exactly. if he should that is today. true love. That I is. always yeah, Nick is the love of Brooke's life. I always said that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. because to me it was in my opinion it should always be taylor and ridge i mean brooke yeah i remember an old episode so clearly where taylor had set up this really lovely reunion on the beach and do you probably remember this and you know she was just waiting for hours on this beach for ridge to come and they were going to have a talk and they were going to fix everything and where is he at being seduced by brooke that's every that's every story what you talking about (laughs) every time you turn around every time you turn around brooke is over there with the little slutty music going using using the little slutty voice and being a slut bag and don't get me wrong i adore brooke logan i do but i mean i ain't never gonna say that but you know what i'm saying oh i love brooke logan but I know you do with your no taste so still it's just (laughs) shut up but taylor and ridge belong together i mean taylor yep. and ridge are the family their stability they're you know they are broken and broken sex exactly just uses, uses ridge, destiny to excuse her whole sociopathic yes. actions all the time destiny <laughs> alan oh my god <laughs> Logan impression. Destiny, bro oh if god, i had a dollar oh my god every time we every time she says destiny i swear i want to beat somebody's look, ass Catherine, look Catherine kelly lang get covid this is what you're gonna hear due to illness the role of brooke logan is now being played by alan serapa look it's gonna be alan in them lingerie pieces on a bed you just put visuals i'm really not trying to see right now it's gonna be Alan and Lajere sitting in his recliner doing the chat. Oh my <laughs> god, wrap this up. Wrap this up. Going up. Yeah, wrap it up, lady. Come on. <laughs> you fucking won. You're you restless. Uh-huh. Look, I got your daytime Emmy shout out, Rodrigo. I got you. <laughs> I did not sign up for this. Um, anyway, so yeah, I love how we were supposed to talk about days of our lives, but <laughs> it all looped back around. Um so yes anyway any um alan we'll just go to you any thoughts on days of our lives uh before we wrap things up here it's not as terrible as it was like two months ago but i still want to say it's good yet Ernie and tiggs any thoughts on days it's getting better i i need to catch up but 
I know Ron. I've been dealing with Ron since 2007. We all know he ebbs and flows, and the, the, the payoff is usually better than the story. If the story's trash, the payoff is good. So yeah. that's what I'm waiting on. No, Ron gives good payoff. Like he, mm-hmm. even if the story, even yeah. if the story starts off sucking and uh, you wanted to end, shit, he's gonna he's gonna reward you for like hanging on to this bullshit because like mm-hmm. the fallout from the rape and Charlie and Ava and all that stuff that is some good shit that's playing out right now because it really it, is. It's like oh. Tamara Braun, Tamara Braun, Tamara Braun. She is she just bringing it. ass on the, this is the row. CGH, you had you you had you a gem right there. You just didn't know what the fuck to do with it, but and she over here playing avocado toast. I right. mean, like, are you serious? <laughs> right. This was the, the I mean, that was the opportunity for them to just straight up to do Carly and Jason, basically, yeah. that we couldn't get before. They have she had good chemistry with Steve Burton. I mean, the setup was there because hello, he looked like the love of her life. Did we get it? No, they just wasted her. So you know what? As usual, every time GH messes up, somebody else benefits. So Days is coming through like a clutch. I'm very proud. I'm very proud. I'm very proud of my. I'm loving and I'm loving Brady, Chloe, and Philip. This is where yes, last blast, baby. Last bring it back old always school. brings it home. Bring it back old school. Like that. I love that shit. And this mob that's coming in and oh the, the fallout from uh you know Ben's gonna find Sierra soon and like Sammy's coming back to town. She's about to take okay, nothing. Sammy. Good shit's coming. Good shit is coming. And like this is this is where I give right the the next six months is gonna be some glorious shit. I, I just want to we got Vivian 3.0. Don't we have Vivian 3.0 yeah. coming? Yes. Days is historically, you know, good in the summer. So, you know, we can probably see the building blocks that Ron is putting in place through the rest of the winter and into the spring. So, so have we heard anything in regards to hope? I is forgot. Chris Linda going to do a drive-by? Oh, um, yeah. Linda Dano. Um is, yeah, Vivian, Vivian 3.0. Vivian, yeah. Vivian 3.0 no, no, is coming. I'm just saying, with, with, with Sierra popping back up, that's the whole point that Hope is gone. So when Sierra resurfaces. You're right, she's gone. <laughs> she doing BC yeah. Andrews. Didn't she tune into the. No! I know that, but shit. How, I'm thinking guest spot. I'm thinking yeah. guest spot. I'm thinking, Chris should have come Ken, back for a couple of episodes. But do you think it would think, actually be on the show or do you think it'd be like a Zoom call with Sierra? Like, do you think she'll actually show up on the I know, I think no, I think Ken will convince Christian to come back yeah. and do maybe a short arc just to like finish it off. Hell yeah, it's gonna be short. Keep it moving. Throw some money at it and yeah. keep it moving. Give her a little I can't see dollars. them. I can't see them recasting hope though. I Look, really don't see them doing it. So she can do the laundry at the laundry. Well, like, you know, Jennifer, like, you can do it with Jennifer, like with Hope, I think. If they if they really wanted to, they would. Yeah, because I mean, they really left on her own. You know, Christian decided to leave. So I think a recast will be taken better. And with a recast. Bowen Hope will finally. It would it. have to be a Katie McLean level recast, though. You yeah. know what I mean? It would have to be a name we know. Ooh. It would have to be someone somebody. mentioned um, Alicia Coppola as a possible mm. maybe recast. I don't know. I can't really see that, though. You know, but then part of me yeah. is like, do do we need Hope? 
Really? It would have to come I with mean, the fire storyline. It would have to I be. I think we need hope the same way when hope was gone, we needed Bo. When Bo was gone, you needed hope. And so do you know what? Rodrigo, you but, think we need one gave, or the other. They gave, they gave better stories to Bo when hope wasn't gone. And when Bo went. Oh, yeah, Bo and Billy, Bo really, and Carly, the yeah. whole Lizanne Gardner murder mystery that was very gothic and yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, for right now, other than Sierra, what is she really doing? Right. Other than I mean, Rafe. And nobody say, wants yes. her with Rafe. So I'm just that's saying. That's why I say you bring you bring her back for a short. When Sierra's back, bring Hope back to reunite with Sierra. Then Hope says she wants to start a new life somewhere else or some shit. And she gone. And and, and then we get our she, and then we get our clips. And then she's yeah, gone. Get, yeah, you get some you get some, you get some you just get some Call up Susan Walters. Oh, that's not bad. I don't hate that. Uh, I don't hate that. I didn't like her as Diane. Mm. Well, she didn't like you neither, so. I didn't like her. Mm -mm. Alex Donnelly, baby. I didn't like Alex Donnelly for days. Alex Donnelly first and foremost. Alex Donnelly first and foremost. But Susan Walters, when Susan Walters came, that's when Diane became a little pissant and she was annoying. I didn't like her. I think it was, was it Alex or uh, Susan with Sandra's Phyllis? It would have been Alex. Alex. It was, it was it Alex. Was Susan. It would have been Black Susan. Sand- yeah. I blocked Sandra's Phyllis out of my sight. No, no, it, it was, was <laughs> one scene I shared on Twitter. It was Alex Donnelly's Diane with, with Sandra's Phyllis. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I blocked that out. Because uh, Susan didn't come in, Susan didn't come in until 2002, around that time. And then, oh, yeah, when my poor more was that later on that stupid role, I think it was 2001. Yeah, I thought it was, was it that late? <laughs> yeah, 2001. I'm on Wikipedia page right now. 2001. I was gonna say, yes, yeah, okay. me and Alan both going to Wikipedia. <laughs> Diane Jenkins, <laughs> I miss Diane Jenkins. I was talking, oh, about damn Diane. you, man, Maria. I, miss, I was talking about I, Diane Jenkins. I miss with Victor the saying today. Diane. Jane. Oh yeah, darn! <laughs> I swear, yeah, I, if, they, if if they have fan club this summer, I'm gonna get Eric Braden to say Diane Jenkins on camera. That is my goal. I um <laughs> was talking to a friend about Diane today and how they should have never killed the character off because that was a character that didn't need any family on the show, that didn't need any friends on the. Diane worked so well by herself, and. They killed off such an important character, and that then Nikki beat, Nikki beat her to the white meat in that part. And then, <laughs> yeah, uh, poor Murphy fishing wow. out of the pot. Oh, <laughs> and the only beat good her. thing that's the only good thing that's West. happened my since poor then. Poor poor the only good the thing hell. that happened since then was when Kyle dragged Nikki for filth on Mother's Day. Other than that, there nothing. Remember when the little oh, kid Kyle was still there, and the little kid Kyle was playing all that hate against Nikki, and. Nikki was wearing this mink fur and Kyle comes up to her in Crimson Lights and says, you killed my mom! (laughs) Oh my god, that little boy was so funny. The way he was messing with Phyllis, he done destroyed her computer. (laughs) 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 Writing that article about her mama, yeah. I miss that that little Kyle. That's the problem I don't like about Kyle That's what you need to have them doing. Kyle should be in Phyllis's ass with the way she treated her his mother and they don't even 
talk about. Don't make, don't that. Make Forget about. Well, Phyllis, you know. <laughs> well, like Phyllis didn't kill his mama. You know? Phyllis was in Diane's closet that one time. <laughs> and Diane opens the doors and Phyllis goes, hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh, God. I miss Bill Bell's The Young and the Restless. I wish oh, they yeah. would bring it Why back. Why is Kyle, and Kyle <laughs> so friendly with Nikki? That man, that woman killed your mama. Exactly. I mean, Kyle keeps Kyle keeps it cordial because he has to because he in love with Summer. But Kyle be getting him in when he wants to. He mm-hmm. be getting it in when he wants to. When he wants to get up in that ass, he does. <laughs> and he's so slick about it. You be like, oh, oh, okay, I see you. So I mean, I miss Petty Kyle. I want him back. I want scheming Kyle back. Look, I want Nikki know. to pull off the wagon again. Well, so and I was talking about this with a friend too, Kyle should have been at Nikki's trial with Sharon and Victoria and be like, oh, so Nikki murdered another person. Like he should have testified. Can you imagine if Kyle would have crossed the line and had testified at Nikki's trial? Boom. (sighs) But no, instead we get nothing. Um, (laughs) So anyway, um, before we go, of course, we have to mention... um, some two extraordinary men um, who have passed away. Um, The first that we're going to mention tonight is the man who recomposed Nadia's theme for The Young and the Restless, and that was Perry Botkin Jr., um, who passed away at the age of um, 87. Um, He was a Grammy Award winner for Best Instrumental Arrangement, for Nadia's theme um, for The Young and the Restless. So, D, what do you think that such an iconic part of the show is now gone from this world, but has left behind such an iconic piece of music that we hear every day? Why do you ask me this stuff? Like, everybody's dying from COVID or dying from something because 2020 has desensitized me to people, like, leaving this earth. That sounds really bad to say. I feel sad, you know, or whatever. I mean, he, he I mean, the Young of the Restless theme song, no matter where you go in the world, there are people that know it, that recognize it. But I mean, I'm sorry he's gone, but he was 87. He had a good life and he left us with a dope theme song and it used to be my <laughs> ringtone for a long time. So thank you, kind sir, for my ringtone. <laughs> it's my ringtone too. <laughs> um, in addition to The Young and the Restless, um, Botkin also composed uh, work for Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Morgan Mindy, mm-hmm. um, and ABC Movies of the Week. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, another lengthy resume. Um, so Alan, um, what does this passing mean to you as we look back on Perry's career? I'm D. It's sad, but he was 87. So he had a good life. And he had a, a big impact with that theme song because even it ended up in a Mary J. J. Blige song, No More Drama. And that'd be a big song. <laughs> Every time I think of No More Drama, I think about when it was The Young and the Restless's um, music at like their 2002 daytime Emmy montage or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, an iconic theme song. I mean, his work is shown every day you know, and that is pretty amazing. And that's quite a legacy. Um, of course, 
The second mention of passings that we're going to talk about tonight is that of the legendary Larry King. Um, Larry King, of course, had a uh, journalism career that spanned six decades from interviewing um, soap stars uh, to presidents, to celebrities, to athletes, to high-profile businessmen and women. I mean, there was nobody else who did it better than Larry King. So, um, Tiggs, what does the passing of Larry King uh, mean to you? Oh, I was gagged, and I woke up for work, and I'm like, oh, shit. Larry King dead. Um, it, I love the outpouring of love that he got from so many celebrities because you just like, it was a lot of iconic interviews that you're like, God damn. He did interview Pookie from down the street. Shit. You know, just, he interviewed everybody. You know, not many people had, nobody really had a bad thing to say about Larry King. He liked no, to get married a lot, but yeah, that's about it. Um, rest in peace to an icon. I hate that COVID is what took him out, but you know, he lived a long life. He had a great career. Like even when he ended at CNN, you know, his, his Larry King Live was on my entire life. Yes, <laughs> like you know, and then when he left CNN, people really thought that was it. Larry King said, "Not this one, bitch." And <laughs> He kept going. He like, I'll do this shit my motherfucking self on my own time. And he did. And he still had the same board behind him with uh, it, it, right. <laughs> it, it, it's like it was like it was like talking to your uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a family reunion and you see your uncle that know all the tea, but don't be gossiping like that, sitting in the corner with his drink. <laughs> and you just go talk to him. Let me see what Uncle Larry talking about. And Larry gonna tell you most shit in ten minutes, and you didn't heard in ten years. Like, well, damn. Maybe okay. come around the <laughs> But rest in peace to a legend, man. Rest in peace. Um. So of course, Rodrigo. Um. One of the most recent times I can think of of seeing Larry on my screen was when he handed Ron Calavardi his Emmy Award uh, for outstanding writing in a drama series in 2018. So from touching the soap world to the white house for interviews. What does Larry King's passing mean to you? Uh, I was so sorry to hear about Larry King's passing. I mean, he's been since my childhood. I mean, I was a geek watching CNN back in the day and I would know, you know, just his interview styling and just the one-on-one interviews he did with a lot of people and like the humor in it. And, uh, he was just like someone you could watch on TV and just like, just trust what he was going to say. And like, he didn't take himself really seriously is what I liked about it. It's like, he just did his job, did his interviews and went on home and he just kept it moving. And like, and he had a long ass career and the man lived the whole, he lived a good life. I mean, you know, yeah, he was, you know, he's married eight times. I mean, I mean, that's the only thing you could say like, Oh, is like the big thing about it. He, you know, he was married a lot, but like other, but the, when he died, there was not any negativity. Uh, except for you, Piers Morgan, that's another story. Oh, but, fuck um, her. <laughs> that's another story. But, <laughs> that's exactly but, what Larry Keen, the state should have said to Piers Morgan. Girl, fuck you. Yeah, 
I don't but know her. That, he will be missed. Larry, you live a good life. And his legacy will live on because there's so much yeah. you can go back and look at and like be in awe of. So, and like, please, please, here's Morgan. You didn't look at Larry King and be like, uh, one of these dull ass interviews to grown ups. No. Like, even as a little kid, you will sit and watch Larry King. Like, same with Barbara Walters. You know, there were two people that wah, children wah, wah, wah. would always watch, Barbara and Larry. I mean, they've been old all my life. And <laughs> still, okay. you would still watch them. I mean, uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, just amazing careers by two extraordinary men um, and their impacts on the industry uh, will be missed, but they'll live on forever. Um, anyway, Alan, where can our listeners find you on the Twitter? You can find me trying to get Head Riders fired at Ounce Rapper. Head Riders and old people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rodrigo, uh, where can they find you? You can find me at Rodrigo's World 81. Indeed, you're always running from something, but I know you never run from the Twitter. So where can they find you? You you know what? Did y'all tell that? Did y'all, did y'all mention on here? That to get me for the last part, that last quarter mile, y'all told me that Donnie Boaz was chasing me. <laughs> Did you mention that part? Allegedly. <laughs> and that I, and that I, allegedly. And that I took off in a dead sprint <laughs> when you said that. She yeeted herself back home. <laughs> no, I, I yeeted myself home when you said that they were trying to use my uterus for Abby's baby. <laughs> no, nah, y'all are wrong for that. Anyway. You can find me exposing Magus at TMZDD. See, this is where I need Rodrigo's Miss Jackson video that he's always posted. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Tiggs, where can hey. they find you, babe? The Ben Master Part 2, talking shit, thanking the good lord that Allison Barrington is dead. Ooh. Oh my Ooh. lord! Oh, <laughs> see, they just be ruining all my favorite characters. Y'all need to stop. stop. Um, you can find me at KCS Hutch, and of course, you can find our very messy little show um, at the chat underscore podcast. Come talk soaps with us. Come talk talk shows. Come talk Alan uh, favorite things. Whatever you feel the need to talk about. Come you, bring me some dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and okay, where them like dollars at? That we, dollars we have hit 800 followers as of today. So come and join Yay. the party. And Yay. yeah, we'll see you next time. On the we may cuss you out, but we like to yeah. Good night, everybody. Okay. Hey. <laughs> girls, girls, girls. <laughs> oh no, not this You ain't never lying. You ain't never lying. I'll be like, oh. Judy. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about like at a strip club and they're like, girls, girls. Oh girls, no, I thought he was talking about Miss Garrett. <laughs> oh, my bad. We were talking about ones, Casey. How did you get Miss Garrett out of that? Because he said, girls, girls. Oh, podcast. Casey, you take the good, you take the badge, take both of there, you have the backslide. Oh, Casey, I'm going to need you to get off of YouTube and like start watching some current shit. I'm just saying, let's just do that. <laughs> no, you have see, a problem. As soon <laughs> as we get off of here, 
it's gonna be previously on Dallas. <laughs> We're doing a French intervention, okay? I'm gonna need you to watch some stuff that came out. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Look, Rodrigo, Rodrigo, like, said, oh, Rodrigo said, I gotta go. <laughs> good night. Well, anyway, good night, listeners, and thank you so good much. Good night, y'all. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. We go.